Welcome to the Secret Podcast, a podcast where we talk about whatever we want, because it's our podcast, not yours. I'm joined today with Brett and with John. John and I just got back from a trip to Milwaukee, uh, where we did a little bit of looking around. John, how'd you enjoy your trip? I don't know how I enjoyed the trip, George. I wasn't expecting that question. That's how conversations work, John. You don't always know what I'm going to say. I know. I'm spaced out, man. It's uh, Microsoft's end of year, and we got like a week left to close everything out. But I'll start fresh. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Milwaukee. It wasn't a hellhole. Yeah, I, I've always thought Milwaukee was this depressing hellhole. And I mean, it was kind of nice. It was fun. When I got there, I pictured like all, all I could see was how beautiful the place would be at Christmas. It was almost like every Christmas movie you've ever seen where people like go home to their parents and there's snow everywhere and Christmas lights. Milwaukee looks like that. We were in the, a really nice area in Milwaukee. Yeah. You guys seemed like you were having fun. You were texting me. You're taking pictures. You were digging, hunting, got to hang out with each other. Yeah. We saw like one street in the park. Oh. That was about it. Yeah, that was about it. And an Ace Hardware, that was cool. Yeah, we, we left a couple of shovels for uh, presents. Oh, that's nice. So that's how I would, like, we, uh, we, we both flew into Milwaukee. We got there at the exact same time, almost. I think John got there like a half hour before me. Yeah, I think it was only like 15 minutes after I got in when you arrived. Yeah, and then he had to come find me. We couldn't. Uh, we couldn't order any tools to be delivered, so I had to bring all of my own tools, which kind of shocked John. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I, I don't know how I expect, you know, a guy to carry a shovel or a probe on a plane, but, you know, when your your luggage came around the carousel, there was a probe sticking out of the bag with the end taped up. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. As long as you check it, right? I, yeah. I suppose, right? But you got to experience what Byron experienced, right? Didn't he didn't he take a five foot shovel on a plane or some crazy rumor like that? People say and it was like a six foot pair of uh was it post hole diggers that he carried around or a six foot shovel? So yeah, I mean that was that was kinda it. It was just this four foot probe sticking out of a duffel bag. It it was really, really easy. People have people have talked about like how could he carry the shovel on a plane. It wasn't difficult. Yeah, no one asked any questions. No, not at all. A couple of weird looks, but um when I first checked the bag, the lady was like, what is this? And I was like, it's a, it's a solid steel rod. She thought it was a rifle barrel because it was just taped up. You could really tell. That was the only question I got. Oh, I'm glad they clarified that. Um, little known fact, uh, my family is all from Fond du Lac, which is uh, not too far from there. So I'm actually uh, a fan of Milwaukee. I've been there a bunch and uh, I enjoy it. And uh, they have a lot of good beer there, which helps. So... I didn't get any of that. You tried the beer, John. Did you like it? Yeah, I can't remember what I got for beer. I believe I got um, some High Life from Florida and uh, some Three Floyds, which is what, Indiana? Okay. You had the one local one at that lunch place. The one where my glass came with lipstick on it. That was, that was the local Diet Coke. That's my, that's my go-to uh, beverage when they don't have Diet Mountain Dew. This is captivating conversation. Yeah. <laughs> they did They did pour a mean Diet Coke at that uh, lunch spot. So did you got, okay, so rumor has it that you guys got to sit down while you were there and talk a little bit about uh, your differing views of, of uh, what you found and what, what you thought of just in general about the 
about the puzzle and how it relates to Milwaukee. Yeah, we spent about three days there, and the majority of the time we were in the park. And on the last day, we we sort of sat down and compiled our our thoughts. We did just sort of a walkthrough of the entire park. It's uh, and we recorded it for the podcast. So uh, a little later, we're, we'll just play it, and it's basically just raw audio of our thoughts as we walk through. The- we figured people might appreciate knowing or hearing, you know, two people while they're literally just walking through their ideas. Cool. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting, you know, because I think, you know, when you look at the, some of the stuff that's happening on the forums or Facebook, whatnot, you know, there's this tiptoeing and people have to agree with each other all the time. And I never thought that that forwarded the hunt that much. No, no one's challenging the theories, right? They're just like, oh, yeah, great job. You know, good job. You have a theory too. You have a solve for 12 spots as well. Right, exactly. If 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 you just agree with that idea and you don't challenge it, it doesn't help push the idea forward. It doesn't help take away bad ideas and, and find the gems. And, well, it's also rare when two people actually get to go on site, go hunting, spend a couple of days, you know, look at, looking through all of the information and then kind of huddle up about it at the end, right? We're all almost always just collaborating online and there's certain rules and etiquette that we follow, but that th- this is cool. This will, this will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And it's also like one of the good things about it is John and I, we don't agree on really, we don't really agree on anything about this puzzle. Like I'm all, I've always been very simple. The verse tells you exactly what to do. John thinks the verse is more of a puzzle. He thinks there's more, you know, there's a little bit more going on than what's on the surface. So we had a good bit of fun arguing about that as well. Nice. Nice. Good. Maybe he and I are in the same camp then. So why don't we just play that now? We'll play the uh, whole conversation. Let's do it. That's good. So before we play this for everybody, I want to read the Milwaukee verse. Just so, because we don't really go line by line when we're talking about this. So I, I want you to... I want you to know what the verse is. So the verse starts out, View the three stories of Mitchell as you walk the beating of the world. At a distance in time, from three who lived there. At a distance in space, from woman with harpsichord, silently playing, step on nature, cast in copper, ascend the 92 steps, after climbing the Grand 200, past the compass and reach, the foot of the culvert, Below the bridge, walk 100 paces, southeast over rock and soil, to the first young birch, past three staying west, you'll see a letter from the country of Wonderstone's hearth on a proud tall fifth, at its southern foot, the treasure waits. I thought that was the Montreal verse. That's Montreal, dude. What? (laughs) I hate you guys. Where do we start with Milwaukee? I don't know. Like, all right, so so the walk that I took yesterday, I, I just, I walked the entire verse, and it seemed really, really straightforward until the end, right? You start in Mitchell Hall, you walk past the, you, you walk essentially to where Lincoln meets Oakleaf Trail. Yeah. And then you start down Oakleaf Trail. But you stay to the, like, the Oakleaf Trail will either go into the park or around the park. So you obviously have to, I think like the reason that it's, that it's put the way it is in the verse, which I should bring up right now, because 
that would be smart. Um, and you're, you're kind of getting ahead, ahead of yourself too, right? So you start at Mitchell, but there's specific instructions to take Kenwood, right? The beginning. Yeah. And then the three that lived there, the three streets that are named after people. And also, I believe it was Summit. Summit used to be Third Avenue. I'm not sure. One of them used to be Third Avenue. Yeah, so three and three people. I mean, that's a pretty good clue. You yeah. kill four streets with one one line. Yeah. Why the extra 14 lines weaving you through the park? And, I, I mean, I still, like, I think you explained it to me earlier, the, at a distance in space and at a distance in time. Yeah, and I, I don't know that that's correct, but, I mean, if you look at a distance in time, that could be referencing summit being third you know a time ago and then a distances in space is the space that you travel to the park yeah and then you get uh henrietta or marietta i'm sorry is it marietta or the distance in time referring to the people who lived there like the streets are named after the people who live here but you know they lived here a time ago they don't live here now but i mean how how crazy was this guy's knowledge if he thought an obscure painting, self-portrait of Marietta Robusti playing a harpsichord that's housed in Italy. Yeah. You're gonna find that and you're gonna ref you're gonna find the street based on that. Yeah. I mean it's a cool clue, but Well, I mean, he had to have some sort of obscure knowledge, right? Like cause I'm in Milwaukee now and there's no way I would know these three street names are named after anyone important unless someone would you know would have told me that and i don't even know like if it's important enough to where people in the neighborhood would know who they're named after yeah, like a milwaukee history buff would know that, yeah right and maybe that was his target audience right it's possible it's possible he would put things in the verses where if you knew a lot about the city you were from you would you know automatically pick up on something yeah. So it, it's maybe not meant for the wider audience, but it's meant for somebody who lives there who would know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the one cool thing I I had always heard about the painting is that it was housed at Paps Theater, but I can find nothing yeah. stating that that's true. I haven't been able to find that either. But even so, like, Paps Theater, it's nowhere near where you're at, right? But it's important to it, Milwaukee. It's important to Milwaukee, but there's a lot of things that are important to Milwaukee. Sure. And it's, that would be an obscure thing in that it's nowhere, it's nowhere along your path. It's well out of your way. So why? I'd feel better about it just personally if it, if, if it's inside of Milwaukee. All right. If it was in the Paps Theater, yeah, okay, it would fit. I can't find anything about it being there, but I haven't looked super hard. Yeah, I'm not sure. But you, you made a great point about Lincoln and Oak Leaf Trail. You know, there's two two places where that intersects and enters the park. Is he calling out multiple entrances? You know, we, we have the question of locusts, right? Everyone looks at that blurred blob on the painting and calls it a locust. Yeah, I, I think people don't know what a locust looks like. I don't know. I mean, I can, I can see it. It may be a stretch. It may be a hell of a lot clearer up close when it's... Nine foot tall. Yeah, that's that's where I would give it to you. 
it could be a lot different looking in the actual painting. But yeah, I mean, it tells you to step on nature, cast in copper, which we know is the Oakley Trail and Lincoln. And when you step on nature, like when you're walking down Kenwood, you're going to come to the Oak Leaf Trail first before you... Well, I guess it's at the intersection where we can... Yeah, it is. It but if you're walking on the on the sidewalk, there's no sidewalk down Lincoln. Like, it's going to take you directly to the Oak Leaf Trail, and you're going to be a Y, like a, or like a V intersection, where you can either enter the center of the park where all the picnic areas are, or you can continue around the left to... Like the back side of yeah. the lake, yeah. And logically, if you were walking down Kenwood and you came to that, you're going to take a right and head straight into the park. And that's what I don't get. Uh, I think you're right on with that. Why in the hell? I mean, is it just because it's such a prominent feature, the staircase, that he had to include it? Well, I think he wanted to get you to go down a specific path, right? And if you were to hang a right at Oak Leaf Trail, you're going to get lost. Like, yeah. that's a winding western trail. Um, it's much easier to say, hey, continue down, cast in copper, continue down Lincoln until you get to the stairs. Because once you get to the stairs, there's only two ways you can go. You can go right or you can go left. Like once you're at the top of the stairs. Yeah, sure. Sure. And then you've got, you've got the ascend the 92 steps after, ascend the 92 steps, then after climbing the grand uh, 200, re pass the compass and, and reach. Yeah. Right? So once you get to that intersection, I mean, you would have to you would have to know where the lighthouse is, but you just hang a left and it's a straight shot. There's no other railway you can go. Assuming the compass is the lighthouse. Yeah, but there's nothing else that could. <laughs> there's really not. Like I know the wiki says that the compass there's there is a compass on what's the, the wiki? Coast. Yeah. Okay, so a prevalent theory is there's there's a, a mason's compass on the lamppost with the letter G stands for geometry. Um, and that you're supposed to pass, that's off to the right, you're supposed to pass that. But I don't buy it, because that's on every single lamppost out there. Like, if it's not a new metal lamppost, there's one of those on every single one of them. Agreed. I, I think the one thing that caught me by surprise is, I assumed you had to climb 92 steps, and take it I must not have been paying attention to... Uh, the Laverne and Shirley song on Expedition Unknown, right? Um, and then climb those two seas. But the seas are part of the 92. Yeah. Yeah, so the way I take it is... I missed that completely until we got here. The way I take it is there's a pause. Ascend the 92 steps. Okay, do that. Now, after climbing the Grand 200... Good point. Yeah, that's a great way to read it. And Grand's important. Yeah. It calls out the staircase, right? Um, so pass the compass and reach the foot of a culvert. So this is where you and I differ, right? I'm, I'm taking the stupid, simple approach, right? You get to what is, so you've got, you've got a bunch of lions, right? Before you get to the, there's eight lions before, right around the lighthouse. So you count them like we count things normally, right to left, front to back. Or left, I'm sorry, uh, we count them left to right. I think that's been the issue of the picture. Yeah, everyone's counting right to left, and I count left to right. So you walk up to the lion. The one on the left is number one. The one on the right is number two. Then the next set, the one on the, the left is number three. Then number four. The next set, the one on the left is number five. Then number six. And number six is directly across from the lighthouse. 
right as soon as you pass the lighthouse, you get to number six, there's a path that leads you down. Yeah. Down. So the next, the next line is pass the compass and reach the foot of the culvert. Everybody always thinks the foot of a culvert is the, the bottom of the, but it's not, it's the top. At least in my opinion. Like if you're talking about the foot of a bridge, it's the edge of a bridge. You're talking about the foot of a culvert, it's the edge of the culvert. I have no idea. I, I honestly don't. And I mean, to me, the culvert's the pipe sticking out of the ground somewhere where yeah. water's running out. But my biggest problem with this is he just named seven streets. All of a sudden you get to the top of the stairs and you magically transport to the lighthouse. What happened there? Why did he name so many streets and then we're jumping to a lighthouse just because it says compass? That, that, that's just flawed to me. And, and maybe it's by design. Maybe I'm missing something. But it just seems slightly unusual. I don't, I don't think it matters, right? I don't think... So why start a sandwich alone? Oh, okay. So, so, well, I think that's important. I was talking more about the reef. No, I get what you're saying. You're, you're saying it doesn't matter that we get to the top of the stairs and then jump to the lighthouse. But I say it does because you pass Walcott there. Yeah, but... But there's a line, and we may argue about this one too, the country line. Yeah. It has to be Walcott now. And by the way, Walcott is fucking huge this is for a, the people that didn't know. That is a big-ass monument. I thought it was smaller. I thought it was much smaller. I thought it was life-size. Yeah, I thought it was... I pictured it to be like 10, 10 foot tall. And maybe I'm just a short guy, but... That thing looks like it's 25 foot tall to me. So I think I think he's narrowing you down, right? I think he's trying to give you a path, and he's telling you, start at Mitchell Hall. Okay, which direct, Mitchell Hall is at a four-way street. Which way do I need to go? Okay, I need to pass these four roads, so I've got to go that way. And then you don't need any more instruction until you get to Oakleaf, where he's like, you need to know to either go left or right, so I'll tell you which way to go. And then you get to the stairs and you need to go up the stairs. So he tells you that when you get to the top of the stairs, he tells you which direction to go. That's a long distance, but it's not that many instructions that you need, right? You just keep going until he tells you to stop. Once you get closer to where you dig, you need more instructions. You need to narrow it down more. So it's going to be more compact. Oh, he gives you a lot of instructions once you start to narrow it down. Or try to narrow, attempt to narrow it down. I don't know. This this is the most ridiculous verse it's, out of all of them. It's not to me. It seems really. It's the word he did first. I honestly believe this is the first verse he wrote because it fucking sucks. Well, it seems it seems easy. It seems cut and dry to me, and it seems like if in if you were doing this in 1982, it would have been just ungodly simple. And the reason it's not simple now is because we're talking about, we're talking about trees. We're talking about trees. We're talking about birch trees whose average lifespan is 40 years. It's 40 years later, even if nobody had removed those trees, they would be dead by now. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, to me, it's easy. It tells you, it doesn't matter. You can argue over whether the foot of the culvert is at the top or the bottom. It doesn't matter because he tells you to go below the bridge. Right. So, you know, you got to walk down that path next to the the six blind you've got to once you get below the bridge he gives you another instruction walk 100 paces okay you can go one of two ways you can go left or right which way southeast all right 
that's left. You get, you walk 100 paces southeast and you end up at the road. But yeah, I, 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 I follow what you're saying, but I mean, I, I thought the park was a lot bigger than it was. And a hundred paces is very close to the distance you travel um, from the parking lot where the bistro is. And by the way, what the hell was the bistro back in 82? I have no idea. If anyone from Milwaukee knows that, you know, let us know. That would be interesting information. Um, but it's very close to a hundred paces to Walcott or to the first lion, you know, 300 or so feet. It's a little league field. I don't know. Maybe it's more like, I would say it's like 500 feet. Yeah, I mean, and you can, well, you can argue over paces, but then again, but why does the Duke tell you go all the way out to this one specific line? And there's no argument that this is the, that you're supposed to be at the sixth line at this point. There's not really, in either of our situations. When you, I don't know that you need to go down there. I really think that He's just taking you to the to the spot between the north and south Lion Bridge. And and my big to the lighthouse. Yeah, to the to so, where the lighthouse is. So I mean, what what's the point of going all the way down to the lighthouse if you're just gonna cut and go back and go to Walcott? My big question is, is he taking you on a path that I'm misunderstanding where you actually see all five of the footbridges in the park because you know we've talked about this before and i may be jumping ahead a bridge is tall there's five footbridges he uses the word foot twice yeah he uses a lot of words twice in this this verse right i don't know i can't being here i can't think of a path that i could take that even sort of resembles the verse where I would, I can see two, three, four, like four, I can see four of them, but there's the one that we went down today, um, which was on Oak leaf, but it was by, uh, the number six. But that you, you almost hit that one as you curve all the way out around and go down Lincoln, right? No, it's, like, if you were to take his path from Lincoln up to the Grand 200, you've skipped... You go all the way around the outskirts of the park, right? Yeah, and you've skipped one of the footbridges. That's true. And and that's, you know, the, the question I ask myself is, he gives you all these instructions that seem, to me, unnecessary because, obviously, I have a idea of where I believe it is, but... The only reason I can feel that he gives you those instructions is because you're, you need to see something specific. And you're coming out, you know, down on Lincoln, but I, I keep questioning, you know, those five bridges. You know, why is that? I mean, it could be a coincidence. I mean, it's it a could park. be. It could be. It's a big park in a hilly area. They're going to have bridges. I don't know. My thought is, it's unless there was something at at the building above the two above the Grand Two Hundred, unless there was some kind of compass there, 
or as soon as you walked past the building, unless there was some sort of compass. Like, it seems to be he's only giving you instructions when you have to make a decision so far in this verse, right? Well, I mean, I'd argue the start, he gives you, I guess, I mean, you could turn at every street. Well, yeah, but, well, no, could you? Because if you pass the three, you're, the next road is... It's Marietta. Yeah, you come to Marietta, and then you, then you come to Oakleaf and Lincoln. Uh, there's Lake Drive there, but I mean that's right at the entrance. Yeah, Marietta's the painting Robusti. So she's after the three and formerly Third Avenue. So he oh. call, he calls out like eight streets in this verse. Yeah. Should we be looking for more streets in some of these other verses? Well, I don't think you need to. Once you get to the Grand the Grand 200, you don't need the, the fork. No, you don't. Like, he's he's obviously telling you to climb this obvious thing, so you need to be at the top of it for the next part. So the, the beginning doesn't matter as much. It doesn't. My, my argument is simply that he's very specific in the beginning. Then he takes you to the staircase. Then there's a void where you pass the lawn bowling and the the golf course where there's no instructions. Well, you don't pass the lawn bowling. So the lawn bowling is off to the right. To get there, you have but to you, go right. you come right up past that when you, you climb the stairs. It's right at the top of the stairs. I mean, it is it is off to the right slightly. Yeah, but it depends on if you come this way or that way. Yeah, that if, and that's what I mean. If you come to the right, you go right to it. If you come to the left, it's slightly off to your right. Yeah. From the parking lot. But that's what I mean. It's not necessarily that he's, like, taking you on a path. I mean, he is taking you on a path, but he's taking you on a path where when you have to make a decision of which way to go, he's telling you. So you get to the top of the stairs, you either have to go right or go left. If you go right, you go to the bowling green. If you go left, you go to the, the lighthouse. He's telling you, go to the lighthouse, so take a left. And my question is, could you see the lighthouse from the... You know, the top of the stairs after you get past the building back in 80s. You know, you would almost have to know it's there, right? Or there would be a sign. Like, I could, I would more see there being a sign, like, North Point Lighthouse this way, XYZ that way. There could have been. I have, I, I have no idea. But that's that's my thing. He Every time you have to make a decision, he tells you to make a decision. So, like, you he, he tells you to go below the bridge. you got to go below the bridge. He tells you to walk 100 paces. 100 paces takes you out to the road. Sorry, I counted them. Adding to the argument, though, um, you do pass the waterfall. And I know the waterfall's been redone. And you can go down a path there as well. So you would have to make a decision. And you could almost consider that waterfall a culvert. Yeah, but to get there, you, you, would, you wouldn't have passed the lighthouse yet. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you you have to make decisions from the top of the stairs to the lighthouse. Yeah. Is it really your compass? You I think it's misdirection. I don't know. I he, think everyone assumes that's the compass because it's like, oh, look at that big lighthouse. It's North Point. It's the compass. I agree, but I think that he was doing something tricky with that line, and that's what a lot of people are missing. I think nobody thinks of that as the compass. Like, I think more really? people, yeah, more people that I've talked to or that have talked at me seem to think that either that uh, because Masons are cool or whatever, seem to think that 
uh, Mason's compass is the compass or that it's telling you, you like Jan said on the podcast, like you have to have a compass with you and you go not 100 paces, but 100 uh, degrees. And ec- like, I think more people are not thinking simply enough about North Point Lighthouse being the compass. They're thinking there's some weird grand thing you have to do with a compass. True that. I mean, James Renner thought that way. He's a yeah. cool guy, right? Yes. Yeah. He did a documentary on the yeah. secret. I he mean, come on. Everything. Uh, between James and Josh, I I still can't believe it didn't get done, but yeah, they were at the wrong line. They were at the wrong line. I don't understand that. Like, I guess we should talk about that, right? So, I'm glad we're here, right? At the end of the day, it was a pretty rash-ass decision yeah. on my part to come out here based on, dude, these people are counting the lions wrong. Yeah. Like, that was my whole thing. So everybody, without fail, without fail, everybody is counting the lions from the left or the right. Right to left. It's just, from, I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody is counting lions from... See, Cleveland's the, fucking everyone up on this. It is. It is. Everybody is counting from right to left. And you, when you count, you count from left to right. That's just the way it works. The alphabet works that way. Numbers work that way. Whatever. There is no reason. Like, everybody's always said the fifth lion is the one right next to the lighthouse. That doesn't make any sense. That's the sixth line. Yeah. And... Like, if you're going by that logic, if you're going by it's buried at the southeast foot of the fifth lion and, and that's the fifth lion, it doesn't have any south, it doesn't have any southern feet. Like, the feet aren't on the south, they're on the north. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, for, for people that don't know and haven't looked at them closely, the lions are laying on their side. So there's a paw that's flat in front, a paw that's raised on its uh, yeah. side slightly and then the two hind paws are underneath the line like coming out yeah um, like your dog would lay or something that they're laying off one side of the tail yeah hooks around and the paws are out that way so that lion's feet are to the north it does not have they're facing the lighthouse yeah they're technically and and i guess you know this probably brings us into the next important part of the discussion directionally they're facing the six lions hind paws are facing northwest but they're facing the lighthouse which is as you pointed out north yeah always yeah so if one thing that you could you could argue with this is He's giving you a compass and he's also giving you a bunch of directions. But if I were to put, just take a random person, put them in a park and tell them to go north, they're not going to know where north is. Like, unless you literally have a compass. Yeah. So if he's calling out something as a compass, why are you not using that as your compass? Why are you not using that as north? It's not like it, it, if you're using that as north, normally with, with normal north, south, east, and west, the path doesn't run to like perfectly east and west. Absolutely. But if you're using the lighthouse as north, the path runs perfectly east to west. So why are you, when he's telling you go southwest or, or uh, I'm sorry, um, go west or go southeast or what, when he's telling you the directions, right? Yeah. When he tells you to go southeast or when he tells you to go west, why are we, why are you using actual west and not west 
due to the lighthouse. Yeah. And using the lighthouses. I love this because I think it, it, it fits my theory that as you travel west, you're just moving towards the lighthouse and, and it fits perfectly, right? But I think that point is fabulous. I mean, what is the saying? A, a compass always points north? Mm-hmm. God. I mean, that's a great twist, right? Right. I remember some dude telling me that these all had twists, and I don't know. I thought it was bullshit, but maybe that guy was right. Who knows? Yeah. Just couldn't figure it out at the time. Yeah. Maybe he was digging at the wrong line. People have trouble left to right, right to left, you know? It almost, I mean, there could be a cask in the ground, an (laughs) 11th in the ground, if, uh, what was it, Andy didn't. Yeah, look if, at that difference. If Andy didn't want to, he what? He he got frustrated <laughs> heading through a probe in the ground. Hey man, sometimes that's all it takes. That's all it takes. But still, like, okay, all right. Let's say you know, devil's advocate, <laughs> and giggles. Um, you're at the line. Why does he tell you to go below the bridge? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll let. You, I mean, you can take us there. No, I mean, why? Like <laughs> your your theory and why? I think I think that. I don't have that figured out. I believe that that has something to do with us passing all of the bridges. I seriously believe that he wants you to pass these five bridges, and that will be your proud tall fifth. Because there's a key word with that line, and it's on a proud tall fifth. Not at a proud tall fifth, not anything else. On a proud tall fifth. And a lot of people think that has to do with a letter. I think it's a separate line. I don't think you combine that with Wonderstone's Hearth. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're saying, so it's telling you to look at the Southern foot on the Proud Tall Fifth. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, fifth, I think, I think fifth's interesting, right? Because there's so many things that could be fit. I mean, you look at the lighthouse, North Point, that could be fifth. You look at the bridge, it's the fifth bridge. Lion is Leo, as James pointed out so eloquently. Um, It's the fifth lion, for Christ's sakes, come on. At least dig at the fifth lion. Yeah. I mean, which which lion didn't have a hole by it? The fifth lion. (laughs) I mean, a lot of you Milwaukee people are digging holes. Oh God, there's so, so many, there's so many bad holes in this park. Like two things, right? Dig a deep hole, and at least fill in the the tiny yeah. holes. You know, like I, I'll 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 call him out because he talked so much about this. Shit. <laughs> Had someone dig a hole at the sixth lion, and that <laughs> hole is still here. He sent me pictures of that, and that was back. That was before the tribute cast. Before the tribute was launched, that and hole is still here. Yeah, that's an unusual hole too. I mean, it's—I don't know if they got confused and they thought you were supposed to dig the hole three feet wide instead of three feet deep. It's a huge hole. Yeah, it's a—it's a three foot wide hole that's probably four inches. Yeah, it's not. Maybe they filled some of it. I'll, in. I'll give it yeah. that. They could have filled some of it in rain, whatever. But like. I feel like I have to go get sand just to fill up this dude's spot hole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm mad about that. There's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes. 
There's holes like the lion that Walcott's got a lot of holes. Walcott's full of holes. I mean, Walcott's been, for my understanding, that concrete wasn't there at one yeah. point in time. And I'm I'm going by memory, but yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that it used to be brick or something yeah. of that that sort. Um, the hole that or the the lion that in, uh, Josh Gates's hole is still there. <laughs> yeah, I think someone tried to like pinpoint Josh Gates to the spot. Yeah, but probably. They put a cone on it. Yeah, they put a cone on it. It's it's memorialized with a orange uh, cone. Lord Josh was here, but that whole lion all around it in the in the woods area is dug up. Oh yeah, and by the way, those slopes are uh, some steep slopes. <laughs> Slid down many of them. Don't do this in the rain. So what? What I think with these slopes is, you pointed out, um, and I think uh, more I think about it, it's true. It was a, in a, at some point, a truck driver was a fucking idiot, and he said he was following his GPS and he drove a semi truck over one of those bridges. He literally drove, and this is a narrow bridge, right? They narrowed the bridge to, so it would only be for foot traffic. And this dude got a semi truck over the first Lions Bridge and somehow got it stuck trying to navigate the second one. And they had to repair, you know, some of the Yeah. Some of the you know, stone on the bridge because of it. But um crazy. That was in my like like after I booked the trip and I was like, you know, let me find all the reasons why I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> so in 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 doing a little looking, right? We know you can tell looking at the bridges that some of the facade was changed because and that's different, right? So that was that was a project back in 2011 when they actually did a refacing of the bridge. And that concerned me quite a bit because I <laughs> I failed the to look at that before booking the trip, but you know when when you do that, you start to you have to dig down to access the stone, yeah. right? And you know as we we as you were digging some holes, you were you pulling up all I was holes. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it looks like what they did was they dug out the footers, which you would do, yeah, chipped away, chipped it. away all the facade and replaced it, yeah. So odds are, if it was around those lions or it was around the bridge, it's been destroyed when they pulled out the footers or when yeah. they dug down the footers. I mean, it could have been destroyed way earlier than that, right? Yeah. Because the question that we keep asking is, you know, did the ground come up even with the, you know, the base of that lion and then slope down? Because, mm -hmm. you know, there you have to, you have to assume that, you know, rain and erosion did steep in that slope at least a good amount right you know i'm not i'm not a technician you know i'm sure matt matt has a a brilliant equation that would tell us exactly you know how that how how steep that slope is and how many inches it yeah. increased over the years but my thing is looking at all of olmstead's other parks he doesn't like he like he likes for pads like he, he won't he wouldn't like a a steep path like that. Like if he wanted a path there, he would have put in steps. 
right? He likes those the, the the wooden steps, like log steps. Yes, yes. And that would erode easier. So what I'm thinking is, were there log steps there for the pads going down the lions, which eroded out? And instead of repairing them, they just removed them. He accounted for it, right? Or at least, you know, Oscar San or whoever, you know, I think San designed the bridges and then what, Kuiper or whatever was the guy that designed the lions. Yeah. But they have the drain going into the woods. I mean, it's what, two foot? <laughs> yeah, but I think those drains are... Are they? Yeah, the runoff drains, I'm pretty possibly, sure they're... Possibly, possibly. But I, the way I look at the, but the path down, I mean, I only think that there was like one or two that were intentional, and the others have just been strampled, you know. Well, and and a, another thing that leads me to the erosion is the presence of those drains. You're not going to add those unless erosion is a problem, because you want to di- divert the water to somewhere else, and why divert the water if erosion is a big deal? Yeah. So 40 years, even, you know, 100 years later, even 40 years later, that ground's going to have eroded so much that now you just slide down the fuck. It's a big-ass slip and slide down those things. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that that's a huge miss in my mind. You know, how come nobody warned me of this before I booked this stupid trip? I'm not a smart guy, but I figured it out pretty quickly when we got here, you know? But digging anywhere near those lies, I will say... We dug down two and a half foot, maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll say maybe. Yeah. But it's tough to tell. It's on a it's on a forty five degree slope. Yeah. But all we did was dig up facade, bridge yeah. facade. They just buried it. Yeah, they just buried it. And there's no, unless they had dug down that deep, that bridge facade wouldn't be there. So if you're right, and it was by a lion, and it's not by a lion anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I the way I see it, I have to be right. I don't know about you, but... Well, the way I see it, if you're right, then the, the last... Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight lines don't matter. They could just be thrown away. No, because you're you're confused, and that's, that's taking you by those bridges, so you know this one's the fit. Because, <laughs> okay... Right. But when I leave you speechless, I know I've done something well. Yes. You, <laughs> Josh Cornell also leaves me speechless. You know, Josh Cornell also leaves me speechless. So we do have that in common. I just don't get it, man. He's like, he's like, go below the bridge. Okay. Said this line at the top of the bridge. Yeah, but you weren't you the one that says said the foot of the culvert isn't necessarily below the bridge? Yeah, but... You could just be looking below the bridge. Yeah, okay. So my thought was... Uh, he tells you to go to the foot of the culvert, and then he says below the bridge. And a foot a foot of something is at the top. It is not at the bottom. So he could have been telling you, pass the compass and reach the top of the the top of the bridge where the foot of the culvert is. And then he's telling you the culvert is below the bridge. But then I'm confused because the next thing he tells you is to walk a hundred paces of southeast over rock and soil. Like if you walk. If you get to there and then walk southeast without going below the bridge, you you go off into the woods and down a slope. Yeah, this verse is a lot like Josh Cornell. I kind of just zone out after a little while because it's nonsensical. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it does make sense if you go below the bridge. But, I mean, then the way I see it is that's a shitty puzzle, man. Like... 
if you take me all the way around Lincoln, up a bunch of stairs, to a lighthouse, down a path, by a lion, through a bunch of paths, over a little bridge, and then back out to Lincoln, which is 500 yards from where I was when I climbed the stairs, I'm pretty pissed because I didn't need to do all that work, man. Yeah, but if you don't do all the work, then it's not a puzzle. If the dude told you to pass pass the three who live there, get to the Grand 200 or the Grand 200 and continue walking and the cask is buried at the ninth tree to the right, like that's not much of a puzzle. It isn't, but that's that's why I'm saying this had to be the first verse, right? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I see it as being pretty basic. Go to the go to the go to the stairs, climb the stairs, go to the left, go to the culvert, go down the culvert, and then walk southeast. Like when you get to the end of that path, there's a marker, it's obviously new, but it has a compass on it and shows that that is a southeasterly path. And it uses the lighthouse as north. The 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 sign? Yeah. It it's got the the way the everything is positioned the way the park is positioned in the sign at points oh i i follow what you're saying you can you can discern that yeah from the northern lighthouse that is the southeastern path yeah and then it tells you to go west and that's it walks you right down the right down the sidewalk so how do you get back to walcott though i i i don't want to go back to walcott so so how do you justify country i don't know and the three. I don't know. He, like, Because the three's important to me, too, because I think you've passed three bridges by that point. You pass the three bridges, and then you come to the two lion bridges, which are the fourth and fifth foot bridges in the park. Yeah. I don't know. I just like it, man. I, it, seems, it seems to make some sense out of this crazy verse. Yeah, but I think it makes it too complicated. It just cut it. He needed an editor. I thought he was an editor. <laughs> I don't know. It makes it too complicated. Like, it's complicated. Like, we're going up and down paths, and that's complicated. I guess. I think it. I think it's all kind of complicated yeah. right, at the end of the day. So the rest of it, I don't understand. I don't. I I can see, I can see a young birch. Like a birch tree lasts a certain amount of time. I I just forget about those lines. You know, I. It's funny because every time someone brings them up, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about the birches. Yeah. You know, who puts that in a puzzle? Well, like I pointed out to you today, you can tell a young birch from an old birch. Except for it wasn't a birch. I still think it was a birch. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> we're we're two, uh, two guys that don't know trees well are talking yeah. about birches. Um, you, well, you can tell a young tree, right? So my theory is... But yeah. birches are, is it, is it easy to tell if, if it was a white birch, right? You know, or a paper birch, whichever you want to call it, you know, the ones that have the rings and, you know, appear to be in the painting, if that's what you think that is. Um, is it, is it easy to tell which one is young and old? Because, I mean, I grew up in Michigan around those trees and. Well, you would be able to tell if one was freshly planted. Like within the past two years, or would you? Would it have five, five? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, yeah, the brand, like the brand. No, it wouldn't have that. What do you call those trunks? Five trunks? Yeah, no, it wouldn't have that. But you would be able to tell it's a young birch. 
Because for the first couple of years, when you plant a birch, you're going to put stakes around it. You're going to put wires up of it. It's going to be it's going to be five foot tall. And and, and I guess that I mean, if we're really counting birch trees, uh, the the fifth one doesn't have to be young, right? No, it doesn't have to be young, but it can't be young. This has got five. So we are strong. we argue about the birch trees, but let me ask you this: if if I just plopped you down in this park and you don't know trees, like what would you call those trees? I mean, that's why I say they absolutely have to be a, a white birch, right, or a paper birch, yeah. Because anyone that grew up around those trees knows it's a birch tree. But I mean, if I'm talking about a yellow birch or something like that. I mean, I didn't even know there were river birches that were 60 foot tall until we Googled it. I'm like, oh shit, that's a river birch. Yeah. You know? Like, um, but I always knew what a white birch was yeah. from a very, very young age. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know trees. I know palm trees. And, and that's why, right? Because yeah. they're native to your region, right? Yeah. As in, you know, I mean, Michigan's just on the other side of the lake here, right? Yeah. So it's very similar climate, very similar, um, you know, vegetation. But I mean, it, so we knew birch trees, it, those birch trees. Yeah. But if you were to plot me down in this park and you were to say, what is that tree? I'd be like, well, I know it's not an oak. I know it's not a pine. I know it's not like an apple tree. It's probably a birch tree. That, and that was my, like, this seriously, oh my. It, it looks more like a birch <laughs> tree than anything. Like, I'm I'm telling you with 100%. <laughs> you just happen to, like, eliminate four and come to birch and it's got to be that, right? But I'm a normal person that doesn't obsess over puzzles. Like, how the f*** do I know what kind of tree it is? Yeah, good point. Good point. It, 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 maybe it was called out somehow. Maybe there was a sign. Look, we're planting birch trees. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I were to say... If he's putting you in this area, this is going to be a very specific young tree that you're looking for. And then he's telling you to pass a certain number of them. But it's a forest, for God's sakes. Like, Yeah, that's because you're not supposed to be down under those bridges. Oh, he just put that there for no, yeah, no reason. I forgot. It's Walcott. He's the brown tall fit. Man, that dude's tall. He looked pretty fucking proud, too. Yeah? Yeah. I mean... Should we talk about my crazy facing? Crazy faces. Oh, I mean, you can. I mean, I, I, I was one of the biggest. I criticized <laughs> a lot of people for seeing things in paintings. Yeah. You know, to a point, I'm, I'm not the nicest guy online, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. But this has got some fucked up faces in it, man. I don't see animals in any paintings, but, you know... I was looking at this the other day, and if you stare at the spires, if you rotate the, you, you don't even have to rotate the, the image, but if you stare at the negative space between the spires and just let your eyes relax, let the negative space come forward, you see a side view of a face. It looks like a neckline, you know, you see a nose, a mouth, a slanted eye. I have no idea whose face that is. But then if you look at the sleeve, I almost see Walcott, man. I almost see Walcott. I see that big beard, you know, his nose, forehead going back. 
I mean, think about LinkedIn, right? Like everyone looks at me and they're like, John, you're crazy. That's not Walcott. Um, but think about Lincoln and the rocks in uh, the San Francisco painting. Even if even if you're right, let's say let's say it means no. Let's say John Jude Palancar comes out to you tomorrow and he, he says, You are right, that is Walcott. What's it? Thank you, John. Damn right I would. <laughs> But what does that mean? Like you're, you're, that means it's buried at the fucking fifth line, like up at no. Like the only reason, like you're you're doing <laughs> you're doing you're doing what everyone online does, and you're ignoring the verse. You're just completely like you're you're. Well, I was the one that that didn't ignore the verse because I'm at the right lion, not yeah, the wrong lion. Then you gotta go past the lie. Like, oh, you passed four of them. M- my thing is like the verse continues. It just does. It tells you to. It tells you to walk. If if you're at that culvert, the where the lion is, the yeah, culvert, the waterfall. Either one. Pick okay. a, pick a culvert. I don't care. Yeah, the waterfall is actually a hundred feet from the bridge. The, the waterfall is a hundred feet from the bridge. I apologize. A hundred paces from the bridge. Okay. From so go face that up. Okay. So let's say uh, you pass the compass. You reach the foot of the culvert. So you've passed the lighthouse. You've reached the foot of the culvert. That can only be at the that, sixth line. That's where we disagree is. Because you think there's another compass. Yeah, I think the compass is mixed misdirection, right? Because it's so important to the to the actual solve and that being north and you having to be south of it in the end that I believe it's misdirection at the beginning. I don't have a good explanation for the compass because I think the, the whole... Um, what was the other compass? The, the Mason's Compass? Yeah, the Mason's Compass. I think that's pretty shitty. Yeah, that's dumb. Because, like, every every lamppost has that. So what makes that one lamppost? I mean, you you definitely come to one right there, so I, I can I can see the argument. It just, it didn't feel right to me. Like, you know, certain things, like, you're on the path, and you're like, oh, shit, that feels really good. That one didn't feel good. No. I don't know, man. I think I still, like... So where do you dig? Where do you dig if you come back out on Lincoln? I don't know. I mean, I I, I would think there's the there's the birch trees on God. You're gonna argue that they're not birch trees. There's the birch trees in the center of the of Lincoln Highway. Oh yeah. So they're like three years old. Yeah. <laughs> they're not birch trees. It is whatever. But like I can I, I'm trying at this point I don't necessarily think those trees are correct. But I don't. I also don't think he's going to tell you to count. I don't think he's going to tell you to count the trees in the forest, right? I don't think you're counting trees. Okay, so what's the birch is nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know why he put birch in there. I, th- I mean, I think we could have left that out. Yeah, in order to fit your soul, he could have left. But but he did put it in there. So at some point, you got to come across a birch. At some point. Yeah, and I I assume you probably did. Back in the day. And then you have to pass three of some. Three bridges. Okay, so we're going to go up the thing. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah, it's, you're it's, very similar to the verse. It doesn't make much sense. Because you've already... So there's only two bridges on that side. No, there's three. There's five foot bridges in the park. Total, yeah. Correct, yeah. There's you, the one hidden one. There's the one off to the right of the steps. There's three that are north in the northern section of the park, and then there's the two lions bridges. The two lions bridges. Yeah. But so you pass three, and you stay west from the direction of the compass being north, 
and you come to four and five, which are the lines. But, but if you pass, so if you walk up the 92 steps and you hang a left and you walk to the end of the park, you're only going to go over two bridges. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think that's where the the confusion comes in with that that verse. Yes, I agree. I'm very confused. Yeah, and I think everyone is, right? And thanks, Byron. <laughs> I know you're alluding to the fact that my uh, solve is confusing, but I believe that you could, I, I think you could take a path and see those bridges yeah. in the northern section using the the wacko directions that he gives. I agree. And if he wanted you to see all those bridges, he would have created that path. Good point. I mean, it, it could be on Lincoln. It could be, right? What is, there's some guy that says anything's possible too. Yeah. Well, I don't remember his name. Which, what is this? What are they oak trees or are they? What? They're birch trees, right? Birch trees. Oak Island trees. Oh. I don't know anything about Oak Island. It's a giant. In Canada, man. It's a giant full on the ground. It's in Canada, eh? You should go. Money pit. They call it the money pit. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't really. Like, I, I, so I looked into Oak Island before Oak Island, before the curse of the Oak Island, right? It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing, but they've never seriously never found anything. They found like a piece of wood or something that had something carved on it. But that was when a dude that owned it was trying to convince sellers that there was shit buried there. Yeah, that was the one of the original things they found, right? I, I don't know everything about it. I know that it's very intricate in the way it was designed. Yeah. And I think that is what leads everyone to believe that there has to be something of value there or something. Someone was trying to hide something for a reason, right? Whether it's to keep it away from people because it's bad or because it's valuable and they don't want anyone else to access it. It was like the soul of the devil to the bottom of the money. Yeah, isn't there something like uh, it's the... So here's what I remember about the money pit, that it's, they dug down and they found some wood and they found like logs. And it's bound with coconut twine, right? Or something like that? The logs? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's bound with fibers that you, that aren't indigenous to the the region. Right? See, I don't necessarily trust the stuff that was found because most of so this the, is the layers, right? There's, yeah. there's multiple layers. There seems to be, but it's ground. There's going to be multiple like, I don't necessarily trust the I think, first... I think you need to look at it more. There yeah. is, it's very complex, yeah. All right. There's yeah. different layers, and there's several layers down. And I, mean, like, I don't even watch the show. I've never even seen the show, but I've seen some well, like stuff I, on... The last time I looked at it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, And exactly. most of the stuff that had been found was found by the investor who was trying to sell the place. I think the last time I looked into it, they had figured out that they had dug down and the, the hole kept getting filled with water and they figured figured out there were multiple aquifers that were feeding water into the hole. Yeah, once you hit, it, it was almost like a defense mechanism. If you hit well, certain, it's in spot. It it filled up. Yeah, know? yeah. They pumped dye down it and saw where it came out around the uh, island itself. And I believe it's like three different spots or something mm -hmm. like that. Don't quote me on that. Like I said, I've never watched the show. Anyway, I forget what we're talking about now. I don't know. I think this is one that we're not going to salt. I think if it's by the line, it's gone. If it's anywhere near any of those lines, it's been gone for a very long time. Like, well before this thing 
you know, re, uh, the, 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 the hunt got more popular. Yeah. It would have gone well before that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I would, it, it would be a toss up whether it was taken by erosion or if it was taken by the resurfacing of the bridges or, you know, it's, it's interesting though. We have to talk about Milwaukee a little bit and we, we haven't ventured into the city much and I mean, we're in the city. In, we're in the college area. We're in the east side. I mean, we're staying on Downer, which is one of the three that lived there. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, it's not as depressing as I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I was not looking forward to the actual city itself. People seem nice. Well, yeah, I guess the only ones we've entered. Well, no, because there were all of the people who huddled around the lake like it was a beach. But the the beach thing is weird, and and that's a Michigan thing too. You know, they've they've turned Lake Michigan into a makeshift beach. Yeah, and yeah, it's a lot of college age people. I think. Yeah, but we're in the college area, so. But it's not bad. Like the houses are nice. Everything's pretty, and it's very old. It feels. It feels. It's refreshing. It's not it's not city city. Yeah. So I was a little wrong, but I still don't want to come here anymore. Nah, no, I'm I'm good. I've seen it. Um, so guys, that was awesome. Uh raw. I gotta admit I didn't understand all of uh, the things that you were talking about, but uh, it's really cool to just sort of have this candid, you know, be be almost like eavesdropping on your guys' candid conversation about it after you're done hunting. That was really cool. Um I my my question is so it sounds like you both um, differ in some diff- in some ways uh, with the verse itself. Um, d- George, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I think the verse. I think this is one of the the few verses in the secret that's very cut and dry. It's very go here, do this. Right. There are some verses like the Florida verse, which can sort of be interpreted in different ways. Like each each line of the verse. N- none of the lines of the verse are very specific. Right. They can be taken to, you know, mean different things. This one is very, very cut and dry. It, it tells you to view the three stories of Mitchell. You're, he's literally telling you to look at a building. You know exactly which building this is. And then he says, as you walk the beating of the world, you're standing on Kenwood, right? He's telling you, walk Kenwood. It says at a distance in time from three who lived there, he's telling you to pass the three streets, from a distance in space from a woman with harpsichord. He's telling you to pass Marietta. Silently plague, step on nature, cast in copper. He's telling you, be at Oak Leaf Trail and Lincoln. Ascend the 92 steps. He's telling you to go to the steps. Stay on Oak Leaf Trail and Lincoln. Go to the steps. Climb the steps. Pass the compass. He's telling you to go past the lighthouse. The lighthouse is North Point Lighthouse. It's it's. It's used as a is used as the north point of the the park and all of their signs. The thing is literally named North Point. Pass the compass and reach the foot of the culvert. Go to right right past the right past the lighthouse is a lion with a path that leads down to a culvert. Stop there. Then go below the bridge. Okay, walk down the path, go below the bridge. Walk 100 paces southeast. You walk 100 paces southeast, you are outside of the park. Like, I, I counted those steps. 100 paces puts you right outside the park. To the first young birch, there's a big birch tree sitting there. And me and John will argue about whether or not that was a young birch. That's a valid argument. 
but there's one right there. You'll see a letter from Wonderstone, a letter from the country of Wonderstone's hearth. I've got no idea. That could be a clue that's lost to time. I know that's a cop out answer, but it's, you know, it's in some ways it's a valid answer. Oh, I skipped uh, past three staying west. So you're at the first young birch, past three more staying west. Right when you get to that first young birch, there's a sign with a compass on it that tells you which way is west. By the way, the path you take under the bridge is southeast, according to the map. Past three, staying west, you'll see a letter from a country of Wonderstone's hearth. Like I said, I have no idea. On a proud tall fit, we've been talking about birch trees this whole time. We've counted birch trees. It makes sense that you would be at the fifth birch tree. At its southern foot, the treasure waits. That's pretty cut and dried. Like, that's, that's all I've got to say. It's just simple. Yeah, it almost feels like to me that, you know, the amount of instructions in this verse, it, it feels like a first pass. You know, I, I may have mentioned this earlier. I almost feel like this is the first verse that Byron wrote. You know, it's wordy, it's long. I don't think that a lot of it needs to be there. But, um, you know, there's some really key, interesting points in it. You know, he calls out a lot of streets. He calls out streets through all of them, too, if, if you look at it. But that's that's an argument that people make about all of these verses, right? It, when people are when people are sort of reaching for the verses, when people are trying to make them fit something, that's what they say. This verse doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think this might have been his first one. He's not very experienced yet and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that this is his first because it doesn't make sense. I think a lot of it makes complete sense. I think it's his first just because he, he overdid it. You know, he gave you too much information in this one. Not really. If you're standing at the, if you're standing at Mitchell and you turn right and you walk down Kenwood, he only gives you a line when you have to make a decision. He, you keep going down Kenwood until you get to Oakleaf and Lincoln. You can either go, you can keep going on Oakleaf into the, into the middle of the park, or you can keep going down Lincoln and Oakwood. He tells you to go down Lincoln and Oakwood. And then when you get to the steps, he tells you to go up the steps and then you got to go right or left. So he tells you to go left. Like that's what it seems to me. It seems like a long path, but it seems like every single line in this verse is important. It's actually, I mean, for me, I was shocked. I thought it was a much longer distance that we would travel based on how long this verse was. So from the three story of the Mitchell to Lake Park, it's what, like 500 feet? No. I don't know. It's not much further than that, right? It's three blocks. Three city. Well, it's five blocks. Okay, five blocks. Uh, You know, when I look at this thing, I, I question one thing, though. Is he just calling out all the entrances to the park? You can enter up near Kenwood, where Oak Leaf Trail and Lincoln meet. You can enter on the back side, where the Grand Staircase is. And you can enter over near the lighthouse, where Locust is. I believe it was in the, in the beginning. I mean, technically, you could enter in the back, and I don't see anything there, but... Well, you could enter, you could enter at Locust, Locust Trail as well. And then both of the um, ravine trails. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, I think there's one more. There's the the entrance at the very back next to the main road. There's the entrance at the lighthouse. 
the entrance at Oak Leaf. But then there's all those paths that. But those are the three main entrances, right? When you look at it. Yeah, those are the three main entrances. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I see uh, where people think that there's a locust in the painting, and why would that be there? It's odd because there's a locust like street and there's a locust trail. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 right with you on that. I don't know that that is a locust, and it may be more revealing in the original art, but um, it's definitely curious that there's a locust street entrance. Man, another like the length of this verse is odd. It's it's the I, I believe it's the longest verse by far, right? You said by yeah, I think it's twenty six lines. Yeah, it's the longest verse by far, but it's also the most repetitive. Well, getting ahead of ourselves again, you didn't go through how you thought the verse works. So how like know how I I think it works? I think it's just dead simple. How how do you think it works? Well, well I agree that it's simple. I don't think there's much. Um, simple from a standpoint that he's just giving you instructions, right? The one, the couple things that I'd question is the gaps, you know, after you climb the, the staircase to pass the compass, if it is the North Point Lighthouse, there, there's a decent distance there. You know, he provided, what, five lines above just to get you from Mitchell to Lake Park. Now you're going to travel that same distance, maybe a little bit further with one line. That doesn't seem logical to me. And that's, that's what I keep trying to pull myself back to is what is a logical next step? So I have a question if that actually is the compass or if it's misdirection on his point and he thinks, well, everyone's going to associate the lighthouse with the compass. So I'll say past the compass and I'm actually referring to something else like the Mason compass or whatever it may be. Um, what else? I don't know. I hate the rest of the verse. <laughs> yeah, but you hate it because it doesn't really, it, it doesn't seem to agree with, with how you think the verse works, right? Let's say the world agrees with my idea of how the verse works, which, you know, isn't true, but let's just say that for a percent. If that's the case, you think the verse ends halfway through the verse. I look at a couple things with it, right? I think there's some keys in here. I think you'll see a letter from the country. Everyone goes, you'll see see a letter from the country of Wonderstone's Earth. Well, no, it doesn't say that. It says you'll see a letter from the country, and then it starts the next line. So in my opinion, that's definitely Walcott. Country spelled out on, on Walcott. And I believe in your version you're already down under some bridges somewhere yeah, right yeah you're almost you're outside of the park by that point yeah yeah and the other one is pass three staying west um couple things that i think about this the first why choose three right there's got to be a reason why he chose three um he could have chose many things there now there's five bridges five major bridges in the park that, to me, is the only reason you would choose three again. Now, you could pass the par three golf course. You could pass the three symbols on Walcott. You could pass the threes on the bridge. But you could pick other things to pass. So why pick three? I think when since you mentioned it, there's something we should address. And on the previous podcast, 
we spent a good deal of time talking about rearranging this verse. Like the the person in the painting is juggling things, so we have to juggle the verse around. No, neither of us. Yeah, neither of us agree with that. It it doesn't seem to make any sense. Do you do you have a reason you don't agree with it, other than it just doesn't make any sense? No, it just it feels forced to me. You know, I don't think you need to rearrange it. I believe the reasons that people think you need to rearrange it is based on, you know, where you go down under the bridge and then coming back up. I question that you actually go down because why would you go down and come back up? I mean, it does not make any sense unless you go down over by the, I don't know the name of the bridge, over by the stairs, right? That, that bridge that was closed off when we were there. Right. That, to me, would be the only place where you would actually go down under and then come back up. Because if you, if you go down way over by the lions, I agree with you. Why would you come back up? You're just coming back up, you know, 30 foot from where you were. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you if you take one of these verses and you rearrange them willingly, I like I, the only real reason to rearrange this verse is if you're trying to make a spot fit the verse, or you're trying to make the verse fit the spot instead of the other way around. You know, I I will tell you though. I mean, and I think others can confirm this. Uh, Palencar did say the verses are not all in order, so I I have a feeling that may be what was driving it along with a little force action and, you know, some fetish with a juggler. Who knows, man? Yeah, but you can you can take that as far as you want. You can stretch that out and make oh yeah. And make it mean you've got to rearrange every single line. But if we're just talking logically, like half of these verses, the dick spots in the middle of the verse. Yeah, exactly. That's what I took it to be too, is hey, don't don't read it from start to finish and think the last line is gonna be where the treasure is, right? Yeah, and like in Florida, the dig spot is most likely behind bending branches and a green picket fence at the base of a tall tree. That's literally in the middle of the verse. The rest of the at the verse, boat anchor. Yeah. If uh, if you don't rearrange that and put it at the bottom where it's your final clue, then the rest of the verse doesn't matter. And why write it? Yeah, good point. Because of the way our minds work as people who dig puzzles, we always think the most complicated thing. When sometimes you should just, like, other people don't think that way. So when they say the verses are out of order, they probably mean something like sometimes the dig spot's in the middle rather than there's this grand scheme where you have to rearrange every single line so that you end up at a line. So, George, let me ask you this question. There are some people that have great confidence in Byron's puzzle-making ability. You know, they they thought he was a genius, right? He He may have made them slightly too difficult if anything. Right, like in the podcast with Ben. Ben spent a good deal of time talking about how dedicated Byron was to this puzzle and how much time and effort he put into it. Uh, ben made it a point to say that nothing was an accident in this puzzle. Yeah, exactly. So so now you have a 26-line puzzle that takes you a mile, leads you past five birch trees. You dig at the last one and you find a cask. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a great puzzle if that's the case. Whether or not that makes it a good puzzle, it, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. That's that's what the puzzle says to do. Like, if he doesn't want you to find a birch, why is he going to say a birch? 
if he doesn't want you to be below the bridge, why is he going to say below the bridge? Like, I get it. There could be some misdirection in the verses, but like a quarter of the verse can't be misdirection. You can't remove a quarter of these of these lines just because, you know, you think they're bad. Yeah, I don't I don't think you need to remove them either. I think I think there were probably some I mean, we we talked about this as well when, you know, we were in Milwaukee. I I grew up in Michigan, born and raised in Michigan, and you know, just on the other side of the lake, there are a ton of birch trees. And when I grew up and I thought about birch trees and someone was talking about birch trees, we were talking about the I believe they're the white birches, right? Or what did you call them, George? Paper, the uh, paper birches. Yeah, they peel off real easy. They're white. They have the black, black rings around them. They were very prominent in Milwaukee as well. They don't have a long lifespan. I, I'd have to believe there are a lot more trees in that park, and I believe there's been photos over the years that show that. So it's it's very possible that you do pass a birch. Strange thing to say, though young birch you know i'll give you that man that if you follow the way i do this verse you basically end up in a forest and how the hell are you going to know what the fifth birch is yeah i mean we we weren't even thinking about digging in the forest i mean you wanted me to come back with you and dig in the median yeah yeah until i <laughs> well i mean I, I i figured that was that was like a you know if i were to think of a birch like if if i were byron and i was making a puzzle and I saw a birch that had just been planted, you know, for the first couple of years, the tree's going to have stakes in the ground. It's going to be tied to the stakes to hold it upright. I would see that as a young birch. And I would know compared to all of the trees around it, if even if it's 10 years down the road, you're still going to recognize that as the youngest birch, unless, you know, more birches were planted or whatever. Well, the other thing is, why is he using birches at all? I mean, why is he using trees? Like he, he knows that those get cut down and uh, fall down and storms and things like that. I mean, I don't know. Going from my uh, tall tree, no, he doesn't know that. Byron does not know how trees work. I guess not. Makes it tough, guys. Because uh, didn't you say the lifespan of a birch is 40 years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think the average life, I looked it up online, the average lifespan was like 40 years. So even if the birch trees were still here, they'd be dead. Like if, if they hadn't been removed or blown over or cut down or whatever, they'd be dead. Probably. You would have to get lucky, right? And have that like 130-year-old woman birch tree. But let me ask you this. So depending on whether or not we end up at the fifth line, the actual fifth line. Like counting left to right fifth, right? Counting left to right fifth, uh, front to back, counting correctly. Depending on whether or not we end up at the fifth line or we end up at a birch tree, how do you know where to dig? Uh, That's a great question. If you're if you're digging at the southeast foot of a of a tree, any tree, it doesn't matter how old the tree is, you're digging roots. And Byron, I I don't think like you got to be an asshole to dig up a bunch of roots and kill a tree just to bury a cask. I don't think he's going to do that. So how do you know how far away from the thing to dig? How do you know where to dig? Yeah, and let's let's talk about that. You know, that's that's a great question. And this was one of those things that I don't know if I had a revelation. Or I just found an interesting coincidence. I was looking at this verse recently, and I think it's one of the things that may have spurred the trip. It's written very strange for a guy that made a career out of literature. I have to assume those people can write well. Because when I look at this, 
if I start to repeat the same words in sentences when I'm sending emails, I correct myself. I have an awful grasp of the English language. So why do I do this and a guy that made a living out of literature doesn't? So I started to look at the words that repeat. Three. Distance. Foot. And I was like, oh shit. Did we really miss something that obvious for 40 years? Three foot distance? That's a perfect modifier for the dig spot. You dig at the southern foot, but if you didn't figure out that clue, you're still a mile away. Yep. And it's a very, like, I, I got to agree with you. It's brilliant. Like, if that's correct, it's brilliant. And I don't really think there could be any way it's not correct, right? Even if you're, if you're digging at the lion, if you're digging right at its southern foot, you're hitting the footer of the, of, of the monument, right? If you're digging at a tree, you're hitting the roots of the tree. If you're digging anywhere, right up against something, you're hitting something else. Three feet away, there's nothing there. It's just grass. Yep. It got us to put some holes in the ground. And it explains some of the uh, the lines that you thought were, you know, that didn't mean Repetitive. It. Yeah, exactly. Distance and time, distance and space. What does that mean? Well, it's distance. Foot of the culvert. Why does he put that there? Like, even even if he just said past the compass and read, or past the compass below the bridge, if he wanted you to walk below the bridge, that would be fine. You would understand. But he put the foot of the culvert? I mean, he had a th thesaurus, right? Yeah. You got to assume he could have found another work for a foot of a bridge. Foot of a culvert. From what I know of what a culvert is, isn't it one of those kind of big pipes where water runs through underneath a road or something? Yeah, absolutely. There's one under the bridge where the fifth lion is. And then there's a waterfall where the first four lions are. And we don't really know if there was a culvert there. Uh, but there's definitely one uh, at the bridge where the fifth line is. There there wasn't the pipe, right? But that, that area has been redone since. So you'd have to assume there was something there. There's a plaque at the bottom. Like I walked that trail. There's a plaque at the bottom that explains why that drain was created, how it was created to prevent erosion of the of the trail. And even the plaque calls it a culvert. It calls it a culvert from before it was redone. It's 100% a culvert. Now, whether or not the waterfall was also a culvert, I'm not sure, because there is, there's a physical culvert at the waterfall too, I believe, right? Yeah, true. The waterfall was redone, and you have to assume there was something similar there. Even on the opposite side, on that northern side of the park, there could have been culverts over there too. You know, it's, it's tough. It seems like a somewhat obscure line. So I didn't mean to uh, derail the conversation about the repeated words thing, because I think that's, boy, is that a good point? Uh, and I hadn't even thought about that. And I, you know, as you look at, I just kind of was looking through some of the verses. I look at um, the San Francisco verse or what we think of the San Francisco verse, and it, it, it repeats the word giant, you know, at the end, giant pole, giant step. Are we supposed to be looking at giants? Yeah, right. Exactly. I think someone said steeple recently, and I was like, that's clever. That's clever. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to be a few of these puzzles where, you know, we have almost the whole thing solved, 
people have a few different spots, sound familiar. And then there's just one thing that no one's looking at that manipulates that spot. You know, that's a modifier to the puzzle. Well, like Cleveland, right? Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, I look at it that way. You know, that was a modifier. Mm -hmm. The backwards thing was a modifier, you know. You know, George can explain how it was hinted at throughout the puzzle, but at the end of the day, that's what it did. It took you to a spot that made absolute logical sense, but unless you got that modifier, it's the wrong damn spot. This is literally what I wish I could just beat into people's heads, right? I Every day I get emails from people who want me to go over their solve with them, and they're all image-based. They're all like, look at this little thing in the painting, which could be something else or whatever. Focus on first. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, Cleveland and Chicago just screwed the population because they are so damn visual. You know, everyone's like, these puzzles work exactly the same. You know, you take the icon and the path and whatever. But, dude, look at the rest of the images. There's not a lot in that painting of Milwaukee. City Hall... Big-ass cape. You know, you can look at other Palancar work, same big-ass cape. Yeah. You know, there's not much there. I see, a, like, the outline of a state, I think, in the bottom left. Um, yeah. I, I talked about seeing some crazy-ass faces. You know, you look at it long enough, you can see all kinds of wacko shit. But doesn't mean it's true. Maybe that's why uh, Chicago and Cleveland got the furthest along to where Byron started um, or, or at least with Chicago started communicating and saying, yeah, you actually got this because it is so, or you're close, right? Um, because it is so image-based and maybe the rest of these just don't work like that. No, I don't buy it. Uh, I think, I think Cleveland and Chicago were found because people didn't have any preconceived notions on how they were found. Mm, like that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Brian and Andy and Johan, they, they didn't have this huge, vast amount of knowledge of all of the puzzles and this, you know, grand scheme of how they're solved. Uh, Eric and Eric and Rob, they were just having fun. Nothing had been solved. They, you know. But that begs a question, though, George. What kicked them off? Like, what was the first thing that they came across that said, hey, this is Chicago. Hey, this is Cleveland. I mean, I think I think Rob and Eric. I think Rob said that he saw the water tower, and he was yep. like, "That's in Chicago." Yep. And, and the image. And then he found the Bowman. He was like, "Oh, I know where that is." And the verse. That's in the image too. Yeah. And then the verse took over. He didn't need the image anymore. I mean, aside from the fence. So that's a good point. I mean, you're right there, though. At that point, it's kind of like the Greek gardens. You know, once they found the the wall in the. Uh, columns it's like get me a shovel i'll figure it out you know not that it was easy <laughs> no not at all i mean i'm i'm definitely simplifying the whole thing maybe people are confused when people say these puzzles all work the same right because what i mean by that is there's a verse and there's a painting and the painting gives you a general idea and then the verse of where it is and the verse takes over and when I say like it works like Chicago, maybe people are thinking it's a little more complicated. Like it works exactly like I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I think of it differently. So when someone tells me, "Hey, these all work the same," I think they have a template, right? Where they have to have 
a specific image that concerns the city, a path that takes you to a park. Once you're in the park, you're going to see something and you're going to go a different direction and see something else that's going to tell you to dig by it. They're waiting for that big dig here sign, like a, a halo over a fence post or a, you know, a wall that's exactly the wall you're digging at. That's what I think of. So I never thought of it how you, you thought of it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all puzzles. So they're going to work somewhat similar but it may not be textbook template stuff. Exactly. I mean, they're all a little different. We know that because some have acrostics, some don't. You know, some seem to be taking you on a, a journey and some are just like everything you need. Dude, you were we you're reading the wiki again, aren't you? Journey, puzzle, <laughs> what else do they say? What I'm, what I'm trying to say, well, I didn't want to say path because it's off if I said path, uh, but that's... <laughs> But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we, we know they work differently. We know the verses work differently. But in the grand scheme of it, there's a painting, there's a puzzle, there's a painting and there's a verse. The painting gives you a general idea of an area and the verse takes you to a cask. So when people come to me and say the painting takes you to the cask, I immediately shut down because there's no possible way it could do that. The only one I would argue that the painting may have a lot of uh, impact on the final location is Houston. I absolutely think it's a perspective painting, and I have a bad feeling that that jewel may represent the dig spot. You know, it's a tricky one. There's probably a modifier in that one as well, but um, I think that's long gone. You know, everyone can dig by trees all they want. and I, I agree with you about Houston, but if I take the verse away, could you solve it? Oh, no way. No way. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even be in Houston. Right, exactly. People would be arguing if that cropped out uh, uh, coordinate is really 96 or whatever it was. That's, is it 96? I think so. That's just what I want to beat into everybody, man. Just look at the verse. Focus on the verse. Yeah, I, I think you have to look at all of it. it it's probably going to be slightly easier to find something new in the verse because the the stuff that people find in the paintings is is crazy stuff right like i was saying before you start seeing faces and little minute details that you need to analyze by blowing your image up it's probably not right man i mean like jjp was young and he was inexperienced but the man knew what reproduced art looks like he painted some damn good paintings he did like but he also knew, like this kind, this this amount of detail is going to get lost when you print. Like he's he had stuff. Oh, agreed, agreed. Right. So if he's had stuff in print, if he's had experience with this, why do you think he would paint these minute things that he knows are just going to get lost in the printing process? Yep, yep. You have to ask the question, right? Did he know that there was a possibility that they'd be cropped? You may think you may think so, right? If he did have experience. Is everything on those outer lying edges probably not an important clue? You know, there was something that JJP, when we, when, when Bradley and I went to the showing, uh, JJP was sitting around at the, um, in the gallery and we were talking about paintings. And I think Bradley mentioned this on the last podcast. One thing that JJP said was he hates when his art gets reproduced because 
in editing of the book, they always airbrush out fine details. I got to assume that's the same with the secret. Like you're going to airbrush out brush strokes, brush strokes, or you're going to airbrush out this or that. He said some of his most famous art that's in some of the highest quality prints, they still airbrush stuff out. He would be planning for this, you know, when he's making these paintings, he would be planning for touch-ups. He would be planning for, for the printing process, losing details. Like he's going to make whatever clues he needs to make obvious to you. Well, also the, I mean, they saw the final version of it. And if they thought, you know what, I have an original book. I think you guys do too. I mean, if he looked at the book and goes, this is going to be unsolvable uh, because they cropped it like this or they, you know, this, this detail didn't come out. He, I'm, he could or should have done something about that, right? Yeah, I mean, Byron would have, Byron would have gotten printing proofs before the books were even published. He wouldn't know exactly what they were going to look like in the book. So are we missing anything? I, probably not. In, in my opinion is that we're not, that we've got what we need. I, I question it slightly. Right. Because for one thing, and that's just the size of the paintings, right? They were shrunk down a lot. So even as an artist, if you think your work, you know, stood up to that test, you still lose a little bit, right? Because you know what's there. We don't know what's there. So you may be able to look at it and say, oh, there's something in those curls on the side of the Montreal hair. And I'm looking at it going, what the hell is that? And then I see the paintings the size of my wall. Yeah. Who knows? You know, you can argue it both both ways, but I think most of the stuff is there. I'll agree with you. If things that are essential for the solves, I think, are there. And, you know, and I, otherwise I think we would have, we would know. You know what I mean? Somehow we would have been, that would have been communicated. Well, Kit posted something interesting, right? He showed a close-up of the Montreal Square that has the leg eater in it. That was pretty cool. If you look at that, I mean, it's way better than what was on Expedition Unknown. There's some major texture there. Is that paint? It doesn't look like paint. Gold leaf? Yeah, maybe. Either way, we've always thought that painting was brown. Even in Expedition Unknown, that painting looks brown. But now we know it's gold. I was calling that a golden square for a long time, but it just kind of worked to my advantage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't know if I was right. Well, we noticed you immediately put out <laughs> your your mapping of the, of the uh, what is it, the golden square mile? Yeah, the square mile. You know the interesting thing about that, and I don't know that I ever explained that well. Um, the, the interesting thing about that is the streets that I put into the squares is the old version, right? That was the original version when it was smaller. It was the square mile. Now, if you look at the square, the foot comes outside of the square, but remains gold. Mm -hmm. So the Mount Stevens Club was not in the square mile. It was just outside of the block. But it absolutely is in the golden square mile. So that's how I always explain that. But um, yeah, man, that's that's one of my things. I don't see how that's wrong. It's pointing at two things. It's pointing at a square, and uh, you know that square just happens to be the street. 
that that leg eater's on in St. Louis. Smack dab in downtown St. Louis. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> so, John, before we uh, before we wind up, uh, do you want to talk about what we what we found when we duck? You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go ahead. Go. Go. Go ahead. It's over. Get out of here. Go home. All right? Leave. Leave. I'm calling the cops. Get out of here. Just go, 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 go.